play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot cope with him. Can't do it. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. This is your host, Neil Maligno. No, you are not confused. No, you did not bump your head. You have it right. This is not Wednesday, and normally we drop our episodes every Wednesday. I know it's a little out of character. We are still dropping our episode on Wednesday with me, Josh, and Adam. That's not changing, but I want to give you guys a little extra content during the week. So maybe an episode or two during the week besides the normal Wednesday episode. What I will say is this, this episode will not be an hour plus long. It will not be a bunch of conversations and people debate and back and forth. I just want to break down and discuss things that I see that I find important from week three that I think we need to either adjust with or that are important to point out and important to make sure that we adapt in, in any way possible or just things that are, are sticking out to me, whether it's a player's situation, whether it's a, um, a, a strategy you need to adjust or approach this week. It could be anything at all. Um, and, and, and some of the things that are popping out to me right now are obvious, and I want to make sure that we talk about them before it's too late. Because if you're listening to the Cloud Dodgers podcast, you're listening to win your fancy league. Let's be honest. You're winning for a different point of view than you get in other places. You're listening for some entertainment. You're listening for all this stuff. But you know we try to stay ahead of the trends. You know we take risks. You know we gamble. We don't play that safe shit. We don't play that safe scared ball. We don't play that. We do things a little differently here. So what I want to do is, number one, the most one of the most important takeaways I have for week three is no more waiting on players. Now, when we had Josh and Adam on the show last week, we talked about guys like Joe Mixon, uh, Drew Brees, Odell Beckham. He's been a hot topic of conversation in fantasy circles. These guys are players that you drafted early more than likely or towards the higher end of your drafts. Maybe not Drew Brees because, I mean, here at least, you know, that's clock dodgers. We don't believe in drafting quarterbacks early. You guys know how we do that. But still, whenever you drafted Drew Brees, a lot of times – you invested in him a little earlier than you would have other quarterbacks. Um, either way, Drew Brees aside, Joe Mixon, Odell Beckham, these kind of guys, when, especially Joe Mixon, he's he's more of the poster boy of what I'm trying to get at right now with this, this uh, conversation. I keep getting questions every week, and we talk about it on the show too, but I see them on Twitter. I see them on all the little social places that we're at, and people ask, do I keep waiting on Joe Mixon? Do I keep starting Joe Mixon? I even joked about it with um, someone on Twitter. Ah, I can't believe I forgot your name right now. It's on my head, but you know who you are. Um, if I can remember before the end of this episode, I will shout you out. But um, from my conversations of uh, Jarek McKinnon on the podcast, uh, he half jokingly hit me up. I think it was uh, says. Was it says? I think it says. Um, shout out to says. Says uh, at at uh, Kev says sixty eight. Um, he he jokingly mentioned to me like. You know, you keep talking about Jarek McKinnon, and this is before Jarek McKinnon had the big games, of course. Um, but would you start him over Derrick Henry? <laughs> like, and he was kind of like half jokingly, but serious because Derrick McHenry, Derrick Henry, at, at one point, you know, was struggling. Not struggling, say struggling was the word, but he was starting off slow. Um, and I was like, you know, Derrick Henry, I'd probably still give him another week. He's not a guy that I would push Jarek McKinnon, you know, push him out of the way for Jarek McKinnon at this moment. Um, but someone. Like Joe Mixon now, right? Joe Mixon has not done anything compared to what you were looking for when you drafted him. He has struggled mightily as far as your expectations. It just hasn't looked good. From my perspective, at this point is where I adjust. I'm not going past week three and, I'm, and, and still keeping you in my lineup if you're not producing. 
It's just not happened. If I have other guys, if I have Jarek McKinnon, if I have, um, if I could bump Mixon down to a flex and, and switch him out with a wide receiver or a tight end that's producing, I have no issue doing it at this point. You cannot keep waiting on these guys. You cannot keep hoping that you know they're going to have their bounce back game. If, they, if they're going to have their bounce back game, let them do it on your bench. Don't don't wait. Don't cost yourself W's. I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's a long season and you only need the da da. Listen, do not fall behind early. This is there's no there's there's nothing promising about that. So don't start falling back real early in the season because it's just gonna it's gonna kill your mood. It's gonna kill your drive, your your momentum. You're not gonna have any of it. So if you drafted them early, you built around them, I don't care what it is. They're letting you down. You got you just gotta replace them. Whether that means you're gonna trade them, go for it. Whether that means you're going to start a guy who you thought was just a bench player, a sleeper, and, and he's producing now, and you're like, I, I don't feel really great about him, but he did produce last week, and he has a good matchup coming up this week, then then put him in over Mixon. Stop, stop fucking around. No more messing around. You, you've gave Mixon three weeks, you know, and it's cost you. So at this point, guys like Joe Mixon, guys you drafted high, high ADP guys, I understand you love them. I understand you 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 know you really have big plans for your team with them but you cannot continue to let the ship sink because of them. This is not talking about injured players. If you have injured players, obviously it's a different story. And, you know, when they get healthy, get them back in your lineups. But for guys who have been healthy and playing or active every week and they're not producing, you cannot continue to rely on them. With that being said, it's now takeaway two. It's time to start believing in the players that you didn't draft early or that you didn't draft at all or that you thought was a sleeper that you thought, eh, it's a lottery ticket move, right? Or... You know, I got him as a throwing in the deal because I kind of was feeling, you know, rolling the dice on him. But I didn't draft him with expectations of having to start this guy on a weekly basis. It's time you start doing that. I told you guys, I've been telling you guys, Jared McKinnon, Jared McKinnon, Jared McKinnon, get him in your lineup. It's happening, folks. I know he got a little beat up this week. That's fine. If he can play, you put him in your lineup. It doesn't matter. Because Jared McKinnon, even if he doesn't get the, the targets and the carries that you want from like a Joe Mixon, He's gonna. He's still big playability. You got to have that in your lineup. Rather than hand the ball to Joe Mixon twenty times and getting nothing, let let Jared let Jared McKinney get it five times, catching five times, ten times rushing, whatever it is, and watch him do something. Watch him break thirty yards, forty yards, fifty yards, touchdown. You need that big playability. You can't let a slug like Joe Mixon hold you back. James Robinson. Everyone was concerned. Who is this rookie? You know, we talked about him on the show. Is this guy really? Is this guy really why they traded Fournette? Like, what is it? You keep you kept wondering, right? Week one, week two, week three. okay. Stop wondering. Stop wondering. The the fact is, James Robinson is getting work. James Robinson is good. The team believes in him. The coaches believe in him. Believe in him. Trust him. Let him put him in your lineup. If he if he if he fails, it is what it is. It, it's just it's just a fact that he should be in your lineup if you have him. It is what it is. Rookies who are producing. Justin Jefferson just went off. Don't look at it and go, oh, Justin Jefferson just went off. This dude had like a bazillion yards, a touchdown. That's just a fluke game. No, no, no. Get it, get him in your lineup. Why continue to pull pull along like dragging dead bodies just because you drafted them early? Get get the rookies into your lineup who are producing. It's okay. It's okay. You got it's important. I I I I stress this all the time on the podcast and conversations, whatever it is when people are asking for advice. You got to gamble. You got to take risks. You got to take your shots. You just got to do it. So Joe Mixon ain't working out for you. Someone else you may have drafted early isn't working out for you. You're dealing with injuries. Trust these guys. Trust the guys that you drafted latest sleepers, your lottery tickets, the guys you were just rolling the dice on, the guys we've been telling you here at Clock Dodgers to put in your lineups to trust. I mean, all, all these guys 
sure, no one's going to hit 100% of the time. No one's going to be great every single week. It's not your fault if a guy has a bad week. But you got to start trusting the guys that you didn't plan on starting all, all year. Things change. The opportunity, you drafted him as a sleeper, that opportunity has, has come to life. Don't waste it. Don't waste it on your bench. And, and even if you think it's going to stop or you don't think it's going to last, trade him while it's hot. Don't wait. You, you got to stay active. You got to adapt. You got to move. You cannot just sit there and keep resting on, Joe Mixon's going to come around. The Browns are finally going to use Odell Beckham. I admit, I was a big Odell Beckham fan. I thought, you know, if there's a revival, it's now. It's not happening. We, I, I hope they trade him. I hope they trade him because it's just not happening. I, I don't believe he's lacks skill. I don't believe he's lost his ability. I believe he's in a bad situation right now. I hope they trade Odell Beckham. But in the meantime, you don't keep starting him. Start a rookie. I don't give a shit. I, you can't be biased with this right now. You can't worry about names. You got to get W's. The last thing I wanted to mention, my, my third takeaway that I felt, you know, was was was, was punching me in the face here, staring me in the face, however you say it, you know, whatever, whatever you call it. Russell Wilson has his offense on fire. He is Mr. Unlimited. The players on that offense, their potential is unlimited. I don't want to see, do I start Tyler Lockett this week? Do I start DK Metcalf this week? I have both of them. Do I trade them? No. I have both of them. Which one do I start? Both. This dude's incredible. He's literally had his his running backs looking great. Tight ends all across the board are making are making plays. No, they're not all killing it or crushing it, but they're getting work. They're getting some little production, which sometimes is all you need from your tight end if you, if you don't draft them, you know, early. If you don't get one of the studs, you never know which one of these guys are going to hit one week or not. Catch a touchdown, maybe all you need that week. Russell Wilson's stat line looks fake. When I when I, when I when I when I look it over and I read it out loud to myself, it doesn't even seem real. It doesn't seem real. He has almost he has over 900 yards in three games, passing. That's averaging over 300 yards a game. He has 14 passing touchdowns in three games. He's averaging almost five touchdowns a game passing. He's only throwing one interception. So if you're in a league that deducts for interceptions, you're not you're not hurting. He ain't killing you. This ain't Jameis Winston. It's not one of those kind of situations. He's not just throwing a lot of touchdowns, but also throwing a lot of interceptions. This dude isn't even throwing interceptions. This dude has been impeccable. It's been ridiculous. Not to mention he could run the ball. He runs every couple, every game he runs 20, 30 yards. You never know when that's a touchdown, when he breaks away a big one. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. He he is ripping it up. It's beautiful to see. It's, it, you know, it's something we've all been kind of waiting for as far as, I mean, he's always been great. He's always been, he's always been awesome, but everyone's always like, man, you know, we feel like he could be better. We It's crazy as it sounds. We feel like he could do more. Well, we're seeing it. We're seeing it. It's crazy. It's crazy that the production that he's put up. It's crazy the numbers he's giving guys like DK and Tyler Lockett. If you look right now at scoring leaders or just fantasy points for the season from weeks one through three, one through three right now in PPR, I'm pretty sure they both fall in the top five. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I'm pretty sure they both fall in the top five. That's crazy. It's crazy. They're both super talented. They both can take one big pass and make a touchdown out of it. Again, explosive playmakers. You want them on your team. Start them both. If they're in your lineup, start both. If you have both, don't trade one. Unless you're going to get somebody back who's gonna has the potential that these two have. 
they're 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 fantastic. There there's no reason to see it stop. I mean, you may say he's throwing 15 touchdowns in three games. He can't possibly keep this up or 14 touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? He can't possibly keep. You might be right, but what? But how far do you want to drop from that uh, that that potential of what he can do? And which one of his players he can set on fire that week? It's crazy. Russell Wilson has the offense on fire. We all laugh at him. We say he's corny. Listen, that man is winning in every in every facet of life. In every facet of life. Financially, his family, on the football field, in your fantasy lineups. What more do you want this man to do? He has that offense on fire. Get every part of it you can, put it in your lineup, and start it. Don't don't question it again. Don't don't ask yourself again. Do I start this guy over Tyler Lockett? Do I start this guy over DK Metcalf? Can Chris Carson catch the ball? Can Chris Carson? Unfortunately, he got injured this last week by some bullshit ass, you know, soft ass players move. But besides that, come on, man. Don't ask me no questions about the Seahawks no more. Don't waste don't waste my time. Don't waste anybody's time with that. That's nonsense. All right. So as we as we end this episode. No more waiting on your on your on your highly drafted players to break out. They're not going to. And if they are, let them do it on your bench first. It's time to start believing in your lower drafted players, the guys you called your sleepers, the guys you drafted late, the guys you didn't draft, you just picked off waivers, the guys you got as a throw-in in a trade that you thought maybe he had something, maybe he could have a good week or two for flex. He's your starter now. Put him in your lineup. Stop being afraid. And last, don't ever doubt Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense again. No more asking questions who to start or sit. They all start. They all start. Having Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf on your team isn't a bad thing. It isn't a bad thing. Sure, you could diversify, trade one and diversify. I've seen I've seen worse problems on teams. I've seen worse problems. All right, guys, as always, you can hit us up on Twitter. If you have any questions, topics that you want submitted for the show, we love it when you guys do that. We, we use it. We do a handful every every week that we get two of you guys. We love that you guys send those over. Um, we have our episode coming out on Wednesday still. That is not changing. Wednesday is a lock every week for you guys. You don't have to worry about that. We may have another episode later in the week after that as well. If you have any suggestions, any questions, anything you have for us, please hit us up at Clock Dodgers. It's where you can find me. Follow us. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet and you're just listening, you're creeping on the low. You just keep searching us in the, in the Apple Podcast Store, and I mean Apple Podcast app, and you're not actually hitting like subscribe on some weird on some weird stuff. That's weird, you know. It's a little strange. So don't be so lazy. You know what I'm saying? Hit the subscribe button. You'll get the episodes as soon as they drop. Get a get, get a little jump on your league mates who aren't. Um, if you if you've left a review, we got over 100 reviews now. We love every single one of y'all that left a review. It means the world to us because every time someone comes across Clock Dodgers, they do look at those reviews. I look at reviews for podcasts all the time. It sounds like something that nobody does, but they do. And you guys are who they first see. Before they hear our voice, before they read the description, before they listen to an episode, they see what you say. Shout out to y'all. Y'all are important as fuck. And everyone who who retweets the show on Twitter and Instagram and shares us with their friends or their family, we love y'all. We appreciate you more than you can understand. This is this is this is everything to us. This is what we do, okay? This is this is this is more than just oh we just do this for fun. Nah, it's not what this is. We lo- we love doing this. It's, it, it means something to us, and y'all mean something to us. Call out your families for real. Um, other than that, guys, I love you as always. Be kind, be great, keep dodging.